The Hoosiers and the Crossroads Classic in style. Wasn't the prettiest win on Saturday, but a victory nonetheless as they take down Notre Dame in the final Crossroads Classic game. Uh, Ends with the best record in the Crossroads Classic. Uh, It was an ugly game, but I think an important win for the Hoosiers. We'll talk about that as well as the women's basketball team also winning a pretty ugly game over the weekend. Two victories, a lot of fun to talk about today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Monday, December 20th. It is Christmas week. Happy holidays to all you guys. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, reaction, and... uh, Post-game kind of analysis on on what the Hoosiers did on Saturday. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Hoosiers part of your day and your first listen every day. Uh, just a reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Lockdown Hoosiers. Today's show is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Brood. Appreciate you guys joining us, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at LockedOnHoosiers. So jump right into it today. For those that missed it over the weekend, the Hoosiers come away with a 64-56 to win in the final Crossroads Classic uh, Showcase, the Hoosiers' final Crossroads Classic game. They finished the Crossroads Classic with an 8-3 record, uh, the most wins of anybody. Uh, They won their last five games in the Crossroads Classic, and even including Saturday's game, only one win of those uh, 11 contests came against a top 50 team. A little insight into why the Hoosiers are moving on from this and scheduling games like the Kansas game next season. It wasn't an either-or, but... Uh, nonetheless, this was some insight into why the Hoosiers didn't value this as much. Ultimately, though, I think it was an important win for the Hoosiers on Saturday. Notre Dame came in fresh off that upset of Kentucky. They were just outside the top 50. They're 54th on Ken Palm coming in. And this was a, a tough test and probably the best win uh, in terms of resume for the Hoosiers this season. They had to grind it out, and we talked about learning how to win and how they – we talked about that after the Wisconsin game and how to kind of stem the tide when things are going wrong. Uh, That Wisconsin game and kind of got into a a snowball, into an avalanche, uh, and the Hoosiers could never stop the momentum and answer a a run by stemming the tide, whatever cliche you want to use. I had some of those same feelings uh, in that Notre Dame game. I was worried uh, that flagrant foul on Trace seemed to be kind of a turning point. Notre Dame was was getting back into the game. There was the flagrant foul as Trace went up. Uh, Honestly, was a little surprised that wasn't a flagrant too. Shout out to Parker Stewart for for having his guys back. But that kind of changed the momentum a bit. Notre Dame got back into the game. 
the Hoosiers grinded it out the last few minutes. Uh, some really nice possessions. One of my favorite possessions of the season was the one that starts with Trace on uh, the block on one side, kicks it out after a double team, and they swing it all the way around to Race Thompson, who uh, bounce pass it or swing it around to Race Thompson on the other block. He dishes it to Trace. Ultimately ended in a dunk. I'm sure you guys know what I'm trying to explain. Uh, it's hard to explain a basketball play on a podcast, but it ends in a dunk and it was all five guys touched the ball. And that those were things that weren't happening in that Wisconsin game. It was a lot of one guy trying to do it by himself. And I thought that was just kind of a testament of this team kind of learning how to attack those situations, what they need to do. Uh, some timely baskets from Trace there, that Rob Finnessy three-pointer. Uh, he was good on the night overall. Uh, led the team in assists, had that timely basket. Defense, though, is where he and the Hoosiers are going to make their calling. Uh, know your personnel was one of the things I wrote down in the notes because we spoke coming into this game that Notre Dame was not a good three-point shooting team, and the Hoosiers were aware of that and dared them to hit three-pointers and beat them that way, and it did not work. They went 4 of 22 from the three-point line, in the game, including one of 12 in the second half. Those are the little things where you're not flying out onto shooters who aren't going to make a shot. You're being smart and you're forcing teams to beat you with one of their weaknesses. And that's what the Hoosiers did on Saturday. Notre Dame finished with just 10 points over the final eight minutes and 10 seconds. Uh, IU clamped down when it had to. And although the offense still has a lot of lulls, uh, the middle of the first half, uh, really the end of the second half, the offense wasn't pretty, but they did what they needed to do. They had the decent run uh, late in the first half to get back ahead and then started the second half to build a double-digit lead. They had chances, I thought, to blow this one open and couldn't capitalize on them. Had a couple possessions where... Might have settled for a three as a type of backbreaker uh, where they could have worked it around. It felt like Trace, anytime he really wanted, could get to the basket, which is why they were double teaming him. Uh, but there's just a lot of times where I feel like, and I know it, it would be very predictable, but so many good things happen from getting the ball to Trace, letting the defense dictate how they're going to defend him, because if they double, he'll kick it out. If they don't, he's going to beat his guy one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I know it's predictable, and that's not what coaches want, but there's just times where it feels like uh, the Hoosiers don't do that enough. But I think a lot of those laws come from the fact that there aren't enough non-Trace Jackson Davis creators on this team. Xavier Johnson showed an ability to get to the rim. Uh, outside of that, though, there aren't a lot of guys, Tamar Bates maybe, that can kind of create their own shot or really create something for someone else something that the Hoosiers are still working on when they're running an offense. Well, like we saw in the first half of that Wisconsin game, anybody can really score, but that was as, as good as the Hoosiers have run any kind of offense in years. So I don't know right now how much you can rely upon that. Ideally that would be what the Hoosier offense looks like, but I think a lot of those laws stem from the fact that there just aren't enough guys on this team to create those very specific types of role players that, don't always fit together, but they did enough on Saturday, pick up an important victory. There's a handful of guys I want to talk about 
I've mentioned most of them already. I'm sure you can predict who kind of were the standout players, but we're going to look at a couple different individual stat lines and uh, some and the impact they had on the game. If we're looking at individual stat lines, though, I hope you guys have been uh, playing prize picks, which I've been telling you about. I There's no reason not to have signed up by now. Uh, in addition to the college football action during bowl season, prize picks makes college basketball more exciting. For those that don't know, it's a, a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more football and basketball props than anyone in the world. From your star players on your power fives to mid-majors you probably haven't even heard of. Uh, they offer any prop you can think of in basketball. You're looking at points, rebounds, assists three-pointers made, and so much more. Right now, all users that deposit and use promo code LOCKEDON will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's just be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. It's really simple. You just pick two to five players, pick the over-under on their prop, and win up to 10 times your entry. Uh, Prize picks also allows mixed sports entry. Entries, excuse me. So you can take the over on Embiid combined with the under on Aaron Rodgers in the same entry. You can do the over on Chase Jackson Davis and the under on a college football bowl game the same day, things like that. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview uh, for 2021. Local experts, uh, betting analysis and draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview. It began last Friday. Uh, They will keep carrying on, so there's plenty for you to catch up to and listen to. Uh, we did get some ta- some tangentially related IU football news um, that Bo Nix, who we kind of joked about when we had Zach Blackerby, host of Locked on Auburn, on. He came to talk about Sean Shivers. We asked about Bo Nix. The Hoosiers obviously want a transfer quarterback. He was a transfer quarterback that Shivers and DJ Matthews were both tweeting at. Uh, he commits to Oregon. Realistically, uh, I never considered him an option for IU, but it was a fun thought while it lasted. So he will not be donning the cream and crimson next season. A couple players that stood out to me, um, Parker Stewart, he, I think, uh, he unlocks so much of what IU can do offensively. Uh, Zach Osterman wrote a really good piece about him as a three-point shooter and the Hoosiers as a team improving from the three-point line. Last year was a catastrophically bad three-point shooting year. Honestly, I don't think there's a stat you or a, excuse me, an adjective you could use that would be too harsh. It was really bad three-point shooting. The Hoosiers are much better this season, and a lot of that, a lot, a lot of that comes from Parker Stewart. Miller Cop also has been really big. And then a couple guys here and there, Tamar Bates, uh, Anthony Leal, Trey Galloway, 
Uh, Xavier Johnson, as funky as his shot looks. As a team, they just improved from the three-point line, and it's it's something I honestly hadn't thought of, which is another sign of how much they've improved because we talked about it after the very first game, how bad the Hoosiers looked, and Mike Woodson was adamant that that's not what this team is going to be like, and he was right. That is not what the team has been like for the course of the season. Uh, I looked up some synergy numbers uh, after reading – Zach Osterman's piece. It's I tweeted them out on Saturday. Another reason you guys should be following us on Twitter. But here's a handful of numbers. So IU ranks in the 60th percentile in spot-ups, which is up from the 33rd percentile last year. They're 73rd percentile in catch-and-shoots, which is up from the 36th percentile last year. And Parker Stewart ranks in the 89th percentile on spot-ups, at 1.25 points per possession. A couple more stats uh, of players with at least 39 catch-and-shoot opportunities in the country, which is what Stewart has. He ranks 34th in points per possession. IU ranked in just the 18th percentile in unguarded catch-and-shoot opportunities last season. They're up to the 58th percentile this year, uh, which is obviously massively improved. I believe they are uh, better shooting in guarded catch-and-shoots than unguarded, which the differentiation between the two is minimal. It's how close a guy is with his hand up, basically. So, But nonetheless, they are knocking down those shots. Not all of those are specifically three-point shots, but there aren't many situations where you're catching and shooting and it's not a three-pointer in, uh, in the modern game. So a lot of those show just how far Indiana has come from the three-point line. Uh, Race Thompson is the second player I want to highlight. He goes four for four on Saturday. He was six of six in the last game, and he hit his last shot against Nebraska, or uh, excuse me, against Wisconsin. He's hit his last 11 shots uh, is basically what I'm getting at. Um as a glue guy and what he does for this team, he is one of the most irreplaceable players on this team. Obviously, Trace is going to be number one. No All-American is replaceable. Um, but so much of what Race Thompson does, nobody else on the team does. And it's not an indictment on anybody else. It's more saying how good Race Thompson is. We've talked a lot about how good he is playing off of Trace. There's various times you'll see that. A lot of times you see it as him finding the openings when somebody doubles, but you saw it in that play I mentioned earlier where he catches the ball on the baseline, cuts to the middle, and knows Trace is going to be their baseline for a dunk, that little shovel pass handoff inside. Uh, they have just such a, a chemistry together that uh, shows all the time, and Really makes him valuable. Honestly, Trace, again, obviously is the most valuable Hoosier. After that, there's an argument for Race being next. I would probably say you can make arguments for Race, uh, Parker Stewart, who we just talked about as the team's best outside shooter, Xavier Johnson we've talked a lot about, but uh, Race Thompson, he, he never really puts up gaudy stat lines um, on Saturday he finished with 11 points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. But I think that 
um, kind of shows how he's able to impact the game in multiple ways. And just a really, I'm always impressed watching him. He's one of my favorite players just to watch up and down the court. Obviously, again, all this comes with the caveat that Trace is the top of all these lists. But Race is a really important member of this team. Trace and Race together are what make this team click in the front court and why they're able to dominate down low so much. Uh, the Hoosiers were or won the rebounding battle 35-32, to 32, um, scored eight second-chance points had five blocks. Notre Dame did not have any. So those two are so key to what this team wants to do. And obviously I've mentioned them a bunch. Trace obviously has to be one of the players you talk about pretty much every a double, double on the night. He missed a lot of easy shots that you would normally count on him making. He was getting so many good looks. I'm always impressed by his patience and his ability to not only take what the defense gives him, but punish how the defense is defending him. Uh, on Saturday, if they were doubling him, he knew exactly where the open guy was, and it was either that guy taking a shot or swing, swing, shoot, those types of situations. Or if they were single covering him, it was a quick move and a, almost always a score. A lot of times it's that little spin move he does. That's my favorite thing to watch, the – spin move two-handed slam that he it seems like he can do against basically anybody uh and he's just a, a clutch player there's nobody i want i trust more and want the ball in their hands more than trace when the game's on the line because i fully know that he's not going to get overwhelmed he's gonna know where to go with the ball and he's just he's such a special talent one of the best players i use had in a long time. Um, he's on a very short list of some of the best guys since Bob Knight, uh, just to give you a kind of a timeline. I mean, it's a very short list of guys that especially is and I'm excited to see what he accomplishes the rest of the season because, uh, he is all American for sure. And putting up some incredible numbers. If he's able to have a really strong big 10 season, He's going to be in the argument for some of the National Player of the Year awards because he's he's that good on both ends of the floor uh, and just a joy to watch him on a night-to-night -night basis. We'll talk more about the men's team later this week. Uh, we're going to have Jared on, I believe, assuming our holiday schedules line up. Uh, also going to, going to do a fun little segment with uh, later this week, just kind of doing a wish list for each uh, the men's basketball, women's basketball, and football teams, what would be on their Christmas wish list. So we'll talk about men's basketball then. But we have a women's basketball team that is also really, really good and picked up their own kind of ugly victory on uh, Sunday evening. We'll talk about that, the highlights, and how they were able to pick up the win. First, though, I want to talk about Bet Online. These guys have you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before uh, as football season continues the march to the playoffs. I believe the Hoosiers were favored for they covered. Uh, I probably would have I had a, I had some faith in IU, and uh, Notre Dame was riding a little bit of a high after an upset. Uh, Bet online, though, remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus 
on your first deposit just using promo code LEN to receive that bonus. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Honestly, even better than a candy bar. Built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, all while staying high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Because it's a season of peace and love, make sure you guys do not bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight you for it, and things could get out of hand. Uh, If you're friends with Santa, Built Bars make the perfect stocking stuffer. With so many flavors, they'll make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Just go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. The Indiana women's basketball team, again, wasn't pretty. Picked up a 67-57 to win on Sunday evening. I don't know how many of you saw it because it was on BTM Plus, uh, as we discussed on Friday. Unfortunately, they're going to have a string of games on BTM Plus, but... Nonetheless, it was an impressive win. It was fueled by a big third quarter. They had a run of 14 unanswered points, outscored Western Michigan 22-11 to in that third quarter to build up a 20-point lead. Uh, wasn't the prettiest ending. They got outscored by seven in the final quarter, make the score look a little closer. But uh, ultimately, the Hoosiers dominated this one in a couple of different ways. First off, in the paint, just... Both sides thoroughly, thoroughly dominant. They out-rebound Western Michigan 47-29, to including 18 offensive rebounds. Uh, somehow, despite the 18 offensive rebounds, only 11 second-chance points. But Mackenzie Holmes had six offensive rebounds. Keandra Brown off the bench had seven. Uh, just a dominant display down low. The struggles came from the field, as you can imagine, based off that. They were 23 of 59 from the field and 2 of 16 from the three-point line. Really struggled from deep again. It's been hot and cold with this team from the three-point line. Nicole Cardano-Hillary had both threes, 2 of 5. rest of the team is 0 of 11 on the night, uh, which means they were 21 of 43 from 2, which uh, just barely below 50%, but with how many of those shots were coming near the rim, You'd want that to be better. So a lot to learn from on the night. Still, though, Mackenzie Holmes continues to be incredible. Uh, As good as Trace Jackson Davis is for the men's team, Mackenzie Holmes is that. Maybe more for the women's team. 17 points and a career-high nine rebounds for Holmes. It's the 10th most rebounds in a single game in program history. She is so dominant, and that comes even as she is – Uh, The focus of every team's scouting report, Uh, she added four blocks on the night as well. Just so impressive from her, night in and night out, no matter who the competition is. Uh, She is a gifted, gifted post player. 
We mentioned her, though, Keandra Brown. This is a Hoosier team that has struggled to get a lot off the bench this season in terms of production. There's only a handful of girls that regularly play. Keandra Brown, Chloe Moore, McNeil, and Grace Wagner are the only ones that played uh, uh, minutes on Sunday off the bench. And Keandra Brown, Terry Moran, called her the energy player of the game. She has nine points and ten rebounds, nearly a double-double off the bench. Really big for her really big for the Hoosiers anytime they're able to get any kind of production like that from the bench uh, because we know how talented their starters are. Grace Berger had 16 points to follow Holmes on the night. Allie Patberg had 13 points despite only making three field goals. She was 7 of 10 from the free throw line, had six assists and four rebounds herself. So wasn't a pretty win. Uh, the defense let up a bit in the um, second half and in the, the fourth quarter specifically, but it was enough. Hoosiers are going to have a really quick turnaround, which is the bad. They will play again on Tuesday. The good is that it comes against a Wright State team that has one win this season. Uh, it is not – there's no sugarcoating it. It is not a good Wright State team. That one win came against – uh, Lake Erie College on uh, last Wednesday. They started the season uh, with five defeats, had some games canceled and forfeits um, due to COVID. Uh, so ultimately, they've lost five games they've played. They've canceled two games. They forfeited two games, and they won a game. Uh, there isn't any common opponents between the two. Ultimately, this is a game I expect the Hoosiers to win handily. So we will talk about that on Wednesday's episode. Be sure to listen to that. We'll preview it a little bit more tomorrow. Maybe mention some uh, numbers for Wright State and for the Hoosiers as well. But thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day, guys. As I said, we'll be back tomorrow. Talk some more men's basketball. Preview that women's basketball game. We might have some football news this week. As I said, the Hoosiers are looking for a transfer quarterback as well as uh, trying to get a commit from a high school quarterback as well. So there could be some IU football news any day now. Now for your second listen today, head on over to Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love you guys have given us, the feedback, uh, the conversations we have on Twitter. Be sure to follow us there. Uh, subscribe to the podcast again if you haven't already. And please, if you can, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps us out a ton. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Monday. Have a great holidays. And Elio.